0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, as I did not intend to add this to the program, uh, it is a pressing announcement, I wouldn't go as far as to say urgent, but it is a very major change, uh, that just, it, it came up to the point where I, I finished editing the program, I mean, all, this is all ready to be sent off, and you know, all of a sudden this comes up, so I had to just kind of make this very quick announcement. For those of you that either listen or have listened to the music show, uh, you know how I kind of do two programs. I do this talk podcast, and then I do the music show, which, you know, has the listener requests and all the factoids and the info about the songs and all of that stuff. And I had the music show available on SoundCloud, at soundcloud.com slash v-o-r-w in addition to shortwave and all of that I unfortunately have to tell you that the music show is no longer on soundcloud it no longer will be uploaded there and all existing broadcast containing music were removed unfortunately the costs to maintain it as well as contractual changes and legal issues, have forced me to stop using SoundCloud or any other online hosting platform to have this music show put up. As a result, if you still wish to listen to the music program, the only way to do so will be via shortwave radio. I know that's a barrier, and I know that's a pretty big one at that. But if there was any other way, it would make it easier. Trust me. If you don't have a radio, but you still want to listen to the program, I cannot guarantee it, though I do believe that it is syndicated on TuneIn at the time of 6 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. You can find it At 6 p.m. Eastern every Thursday, by searching on TuneIn, WRMI, that's the station's call letters, WRMI, you'll find the feed for it, and then at 6 p.m. Eastern you'll hear my show. Unfortunately, because of these changes, there is no way to listen to this show on demand, and all previous programs containing music have been removed like i said this action is not without significant reason and if there was any other way to keep this going i would unfortunately that cannot be the case and doing so would risk significant issues going forward again i apologize any questions regarding this i will try my best to help you out you may send them via orwinfo at gmail.com With that, I ask for your understanding, and I hope you enjoy the show to follow. This is the Voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the Voice of the Report of the Week. It is Thursday, the 28th of March, 2019. You're tuned in to VORW International. This is a weekly light entertainment podcast, which features a mixture of my talk and commentary on a wide variety of topics, issues, and subject matter. Uh, Now, this program is of indeterminate length, uh, meaning, well, it'll be as long as it is, or as short as it ends up being. It really just comes down to how much I have to talk about. This program is heard on a wide variety of avenues. This broadcast goes out to you online via TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Google Play, YouTube, and other platforms. This broadcast also may be heard on the international shortwave frequencies of 7780 kHz, 5850 kHz, and 5950 kHz every Thursday. Thank you for listening into this broadcast, and I hope you do enjoy the show to follow. So the first thing, because my, uh, my stance, my ideology on this is just, you know, I, I remember once when I was taking a public speaking course, they were saying if there is something different or something going on, never try to address it, never try to bring it up, right? If there's that elephant that's in the room, just ignore it. I disagree with that. I, you know, I think that if there are certain things, uh, like let's say you kind of forget what you're talking about or you forget your script, sometimes it's best to just ignore it and not let the audience know, and, you know, no one will realize that. But if it's something a lot more significant, uh, then I do think it is worth bringing up. Obviously, you can tell I'm using a different microphone. What I decided to do is... uh, you know, for those of you tuning in for the first time, last week, I was mentioning how I got a new microphone set up for the program, and uh, obviously it's very different, and, you know, it had this uh, feeling of unfamiliarity, and, uh you know, overall, it was just, it was odd, uh, to put it, you know, to put it that way. And I kind of did this very brief uh, side-by-side comparison and I'll be honest with you, when I listened to it, I hated it, all right? I'll be completely honest with you, I hated it. I thought it sounded terrible, I didn't like it, and I was ready to return it. Uh, so you can imagine my my shock and amazement uh, when, I of course, I was just checking whatever correspondence came in, whatever people had to say, and uh, everyone was saying, it sounds excellent. Uh some people were saying it was the the best sounding microphone uh, they ever heard, and uh of course, you had a few people that kind of felt as I did you know they weren't the biggest fans of it and uh well you know i was I was sitting there I was thinking to myself, all right, well, that's kind of odd i mean i you know i I guess I just don't hear what everyone else is hearing and I just don't know if that's because I prefer the low-fidelity sound of things, or or what, maybe my ears are just shot, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if that's the case. Uh, But either way, I thought, well, a good litmus test, in a way, would be to just do a complete, uh, it wouldn't even be a dry run, just record a show using this microphone, and that'll really be the way to see what people think about it i know that there is an existing issue already i can i can tell you right now two issues right on the spot uh that that you know have problems number 1 even though this microphone actually has what do they call it the um i don't know the wind guard you know the wind shield the thing that's supposed to prevent it from making the noises when you enunciate like a, a you know the p, yeah. But for for whatever reason, whenever I whenever I say a word that has the letter p in it, it's it's still you know, I don't know why. It just the volume spikes, but then it also kind of sounds too quiet half the time. And uh, one other thing, of course, this is a very directional microphone, so unfortunately, a lot of the noises I think from just recording outside are gone. Uh, Like, right now it is 3 o'clock p.m. on the button uh, when I'm recording this part of the show. And I'm just sitting outside. I kind of have the microphone hooked up and I have it kind of perched here on the table. And, uh, you know, I really don't know how much you'll be able to hear in the background. I mean, with my own two ears, I can hear uh, water, you know, some water flowing. I can hear an airplane, some birds chirping. Uh, but you might only be able to hear my voice. I mean, I, that's where the microphone is pointed, so it's very directional. So I just thought to myself, well, the the ultimate test of quality uh, will just be to just dive headfirst, record the show with the new microphone, and uh, <laughs> you know, if it if it sinks, it sinks. If it floats, it floats, and uh, we'll just go from there. So, I mean, that's the big, you know, the big thing going on this week, anyway. Uh, You know, just technological changes. I mean, we were kind of talking about that in the the last show. Where uh, change, you know, change, it's not always a bad thing. You know, that's the truth. It's not always a bad thing. Though, as someone did say, and, and, you know, they speak the truth, it's not always a good thing either. And that's, uh, you know, that's the way that it is. Uh, Change can be good, can be bad... But what I was really trying to cover in the program last week was just the fact that change, sometimes we're more afraid of it than we really should be. Uh, but granted that there are certain changes that are are terrible, you know, and there's no other way around it. So that needs to, uh, to be taken into account, as always. But that's really what the point of the lecture last week was, anyway. So otherwise... Uh, I mean, it's just a pretty. It's been an uneventful week for the most part, at least on my end. Um. Yeah, mostly. mostly uneventful. Of course, you have your share of, uh, current events going on. And, you know, lots of, uh. lots of talk in the political realm of things that I'm not going to delve into because politics is such a toxic subject nowadays. I, you know, I'll, I'll leave that type of discourse to, uh, someone else who wants to, to kind of go into it, uh, but otherwise, I've just been looking around, seeing what's going on in the world, I've kind of had my eyes on the economy, I, uh, all I'll tell you is this, I don't have my hopes up, uh, for, you know, kind of 2019, 2020, I think, you know, you look at the Fed, uh, it's some very, very interesting activity, you look at the yield curve, look at the Fed. They were originally going to raise interest rates, and now they're going to, maybe even lower them. Ominous signs. That's all that I have to say with that. Maybe a wait and see kind of deal, but you know, this is this is one of those times. Just get get ready. That's all I'll tell you. Uh, because because it, you know, it might it might not, but it might start getting ugly uh, at some point in the near the near future. So just. Be, be ready. Be ready for anything. That's all I can really say in regards to that. Otherwise, uh, you know, not, not too much has been going on. I was uh, thinking to myself before I set everything up and decided to record the show, I was thinking, well, do I have any outstanding topics that I want to uh, to bring up? I was thinking to myself, no, not not really. You know, I don't really have any one single motivational lecture this time around. And, you know, if anything, I was just kind of thinking about, about people, you know, about people, uh, society, humanity in general. Why are people always so quick to... ...to criticize... ...that's one thing that always gets me... ...why are... ...so many people... ...that does it seem like... ...to me anyway... ...I don't know... ...I figure... ...maybe I've even asked this question before... ...I mean is this just how... ...how people are... ...but... ...why do so many people... ...feel the need... ...to say so many snide... ...uh... ...mean... ...cruel comments when they don't need to you know like i've i've just been i've started paying attention to this and there's a phenomenon when you first take note of something or you decide to make an observation of things you start seeing it more and more because you start you start noticing it more and more i remember one time years ago i kind of put that to test where uh, for some reason i was thinking about this one type of car You know, this one type of Chevy car. And, you know, before I started really thinking about it and started paying attention, I didn't really see it anywhere. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I kind of took note of that, there was one and there was another and another. And before I knew it, I was just seeing them everywhere. And that's just because in my mind, I started kind of making that mental note, that mental observation. And I started picking up all the times that I was actually seeing it when, you know, I kind of would have, kind of glazed over it otherwise. And I guess this is the same kind of thing. Uh, maybe more on a philosophical or maybe it's more of a sociological perspective. But I've just been thinking about the amount of people that express unnecessary harshness. Unnecessary uh t- just just being mean, you know? No such thing as respect or dignity or kindness, right? You have so many people that I've, I've noticed that you don't even know them. They don't even know you. They're not even trying to start a fight, yet they still feel it's almost like some sort of obligation that they have to get some sort of word in that says something bad about you or something demeaning toward you or something disrespectful toward you. I wouldn't say anything mean toward them. Why would I? They never did anything bad to me. Why why would I why would I feel the need to put some mean, snarky, nasty, snide comment? There's no there's no reason whatsoever. And I'm not just talking about social media. I'm not just talking about on YouTube or on whatever. I'm talking about everywhere. I'm talking face-to-face conversations. I'm talking via formal correspondence and informal correspondence. Uh, yes, on social media, but really everywhere. I just don't understand that characteristic. I don't understand it. I don't get it. If anyone could explain it, I'd. I'd, I'd love to hear it, because I do not, for the life of me understand why like like I said I've just been paying attention to this and I've just been noticing it more and more things that I would have just brushed over I've started to pick up on where where for instance like I I was just one example that came in not ten minutes before I recorded this show whatever I was going through seeing whatever listener reports came in and uh, this one this one guy wrote in and, uh, he said, yeah, you know, I listened to your show on, uh, he, he was just giving, a, I guess, a comment and, uh, he was saying, yeah, you know, I was just, I wanted to give a comment on, uh, on your program. Yeah, I listened on the shortwave, et cetera, right? It's fine. And he was just, uh, kind of responding to one of the points that was raised and one of the questions. And he was just kind of talking about, uh, you know, amateur radio, ham radio, just you know, it's it's an innocent topic, so he he was whatever sharing his comment, and then he just finishes it off by saying, "Yeah, and I don't really listen to your show. I don't even know what the point of it is. I think it's kind of the the bottom of the barrel when it comes down to content." And I was thinking to myself, you know, what was the what was the point of that? Was that remark really truly necessary? Did you really find it? Necessary to have to tack that in at the end there, you know you made your point, you said what you wanted to say. Did you need to close it off and and just make that make that remark? <laughs> you know what I mean, and you know i I see that so many times so I must have seen that well whatever two three dozen times today alone um just by looking and seeing what people are saying, and this is just in regards to my own stuff. I am uh, I'm just bewildered. That's the only way I, I can put it, honestly. I, I just don't understand why so many people exhibit that characteristic. And look, that's not to say that I'm a saint, because I am not. You know. I'll I'll go ahead and admit it. But I you know, I don't know, I've just I've never felt that need to go ahead and just say some of the nasty things other people say. Reminds me of, of you know, little children. In elementary school, you know, the little childish bullies, it's like everyone still has that mentality, and it's just the weirdest, it is just the weirdest thing. That's all that I can tell you. I mean, it's, it is incredibly, incredibly bizarre. I understand if you're going through a difficult time, and sometimes you're surrounded by negativity, and sometimes, you know, you kind of let that transfer to other people, and from one person to the next. But even then, I mean, I've been there. I've, uh... I've, I've gone through rough patches, but... usually it just kind of puts me in a... kind of a somber mood. But it doesn't fill me with anger, and makes me want to verbally attack other people for no reason. I don't know, I'm just kind of repeating myself at this point, but... that's all that I have to say. I'm just very confused I just don't see the motivation behind it I guess that's all that I I have to say I I just I just don't see the reasoning for it not at all I just I don't know why people are the way they are that's all that there is to it you know you know what I mean treat others how you want to be treated I try to treat other people with respect dignity kindness and yes, there are times when you have to stand up for yourself, right? You have to stand up for yourself, and you have to be a little tough. But that's not how you should be all the time. You shouldn't always be a jerk. There's no need to just, for no reason, be on the offensive toward everyone else. For, for no, you know, no reason. The whole thing is just weird. That's all. I only kind of ask myself, what did I ever do to you? Is it just because I exist that that's bad enough as it is? I don't know. You're listening into VORW International, the voice of the report of the week. I mean, that's all that I have to say today. That's kind of I've I've just been thinking about that for the last uh, the last few days. And it's just it's a real head scratcher. If you have any explanation, any uh, any two cents any questions comments feedback reception reports they're always welcome you can send me an email v o r w i n f o at gmail dot com that's v o r w i n f o at gmail dot com likewise of course i am always seeking further comments on uh, the microphone the state of things you know how it's uh how it's performing how it's doing And, uh, you know, your thoughts now on this entire show being recorded with this one microphone. If all of a sudden everyone kind of collectively realizes I'm actually not a big fan of the quality of it, you know, I understand that. And uh, I'll make some changes going forward. So your opinion is always valued and your feedback is appreciated. Again, of course, the way to contact me is v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. One thing that I should mention for the sake of mentioning it is uh, when you type in the email address, make sure that it is V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com, because a lot of people have been typing in V-O-W-R, and uh, someone else has an email address for that, and uh, so whoever that is is getting Tons, of, tons of emails sent to the wrong address. So uh, just make sure that the lettering and all of that is correct. Uh, that's also the address which you can donate if you want to help keep this show going. I always have to feel the need to ask each and every week uh, for the financial support. I never like doing it. It's uh, something that I wish I didn't have to do. I just, you know, bypass this segment entirely, but. It needs to be said, and it needs to be mentioned, uh, because otherwise this won't. You know, it's not one of those things that can keep itself going. Uh, so that's the way to do it via PayPal, v o r w, i n f o at gmail dot com, if you want to help support this show, or you can do it via Patreon, at patreon dot com slash the report of the week. So we now officially are beginning the second half of this broadcast. It may not. Be evenly split into, but this kind of announces the format change where we now kind of take a look at your listener suggested topics uh a good well good example of what this microphone can pick up right now is there's a very low flying helicopter coming in, and uh let me know we'll see we'll see how well it can kind of pick up the droning sound of this helicopter's blades. You know, cause this is. Let me see which type of. Oh wow, that's a military helicopter. That's a, uh, I think a, a CH forty-seven, right there. Wow, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's the one that has the two rotors. Let me. I'm just curious. Yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah, the Boeing CH forty-seven Chinook helicopter. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a military one right there. That's pretty cool. Those are uh, those are always quite loud, and uh, used usually for transport. Uh, but that's why that one did sound kind of odd. I've always noticed the difference between kind of civilian helicopters, you know, like the traffic police helicopters, tourist helicopters, and the military ones is that the military helicopters. Always have this deeper sound to the uh, the rotors, whereas uh, the more civilian models kind of sound higher pitched. The government military ones sound on the deeper end, and that one, yeah, that that one I got clear visual on. That was a that was interesting. You don't see too many of those around, but anyway, that was that was a distraction. Anyway, this is the uh, second half of the program. Well, we just take a look at your listener-suggested topics. Granted, the only reason this portion of the program is able to be done right now is because of you, the listener, the listening audience. If you have something you would like to hear me talk about, a topic, a, uh, a point, you know, whatever it is, let me know. All you need to do is send me an email, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com And uh, let me know what it is you would like to hear my thoughts on. Uh, The more variety, the better. I always say, as a simple disclaimer, I cannot guarantee that I will be able to talk about your topic. However, if you don't share it, if you don't kind of throw it out there and let me know, then the actual chance that I will cover what it is that you may like to hear me talk about is very slim. So... Being able to just get that topic out there is great. Don't feel bad about it. Just, you know, throw it out there. Throw it at me, and you never know what the future holds. And uh, again, reception reports are appreciated. I, I will send out a QSL card if you want one, if you're a DXer, you know. I do want to say hello to a few of our listeners. I want to say hello to Ellen in Minnesota, Isaac in Sweden, and Artem in Russia. The three of them are listening to this program online. On shortwave, we hear from Jeff in Brookfield, Missouri, listening on 7570 kilohertz. <laughs> I, I accidentally... That, that's supposed to have the music show, but I accidentally put the talk feed on that one. Nick and Anna in Kansas, listening on 5850 kilohertz. Ron in Wichita, Kansas, listening on 5850 Danny in Chandler, Indiana, listening on 5850, and Jim in Grottos, Virginia, also listening on 5850 kHz. So, before we uh, get into the topics, there's a very short other point that I wanted to bring up, Uh, again, kind of in place of an editorial. One resource that, especially if you live in the United States, that you should not forget about, that I think is very underappreciated and that you should just look into is a public library. I was, you know, I went over to the library the other day and uh, got some books just to, you know, to for reading. And I mean, the public library is, when you really think about it, it's such an incredible resource right there at your disposal that is just so underappreciated, if you ask me. I mean, people still do enjoy reading. A lot of people nowadays will just go and, you know, get the book online or buy it, download it, whatever. I mean, a lot of the time you can go to the library, you can get the book completely free of charge, you know? You can get it for free, you can use the computer there if you need to get information, send faxes, whatever. I mean, there's just so much at your disposal at the library and it's just there for you to use. It's, it's there for your benefit at no cost whatsoever, you know? When you really kind of think about it, it almost sounds too good to be true. But there it is, and everyone kind of just says, yeah, it is what it is. You know, you kind of just blow it off. But I'm, I'm just saying, and you've heard this, I know you've heard this before. Don't forget about the public library. It's there for you. It's, it's there to help you out for either the sake of gathering information, for entertainment, for both. Never forget that resource. Sometimes I think a lot of people just associate the library with, you know, with school, right? With either primary, secondary education, and uh, as a result, it's just not really looked upon as a fun place. It's just a place for work and studying and all that. Uh, But it, in fact, is quite the opposite. You know, it's... I know it kind of sounds silly, but it's a place of enlightenment, really. I mean, you can just go there, and whatever you're interested, you could usually find some sort of material on it. And it's just, it's completely free. That's the best thing about it. It's one of those things that's kind of just been ingrained into us, and we don't really think about it. But, you know, it almost sounds too good to be true, but it, it's not. It's, it's right there. Always has been. Just don't don't forget about the public library because it's a wonderful thing and it is there for your benefit. So never never cross it off and discount it as a waste of time or a boring place or, you know, a, a waste because it is quite the opposite. And I was even myself reminded of that the other day when I went there. I just forgot about how much good is, is, is there, you know? It's a wonderful place and just, you know, feel free one day to just stop by your own public library and, you know, give it a look. See what it has in store, and you never know. You might find some good materials for reading or viewing or whatever. And uh I say give it a go. But it's one of those things that I think because we're always around it, it it's just kind of, I don't know, we just lose, we lose appreciation for it in a sense. But those are just my two cents, my, my quick thoughts. On libraries, I just think they're a very, very valuable resource. That's all. So on to our first uh, topic for discussion. We hear from Ryan. He just uh, wanted me to share my general thoughts on uh, depersonalization. Thank you, Ryan, for your uh, for your question. I imagine you uh, brought that up because you must have heard me kind of mention it in a previous program. Yeah, depersonalization is uh, is one of those things. And that is, uh, is fascinating. I would not want anyone to go through it, though, uh, because it's a terrible feeling. What? Yes, I have gone through it, and there's not much you can do about it. That's the sad thing, uh, when it comes down to it. With depersonalization, is a really odd feeling. It's almost tough to describe and tough to envision unless you've experienced it before, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, where you feel, well, as the name implies, depersonalized, but to be more descriptive, you know how when you look out your eyes, you feel the world, you take it in, you know, you feel like you are in your body, right? You feel like, all right, I'm... Whatever, I'm sitting here, or I'm standing here, I'm listening to this show right now. I'm I'm grounded, you know, I'm I'm me. When you're going through depersonalization, you don't feel like you're kind of attached to yourself anymore. Rather, you feel like you're kind of watching your own life through a screen. It's the weirdest thing, I know it sounds really weird, but that's how it is. And it's like, you know, imagine if you're sitting there watching a, a YouTube video that's filmed in first-person perspective, right? And you're seeing, you know, from like the, the camera view anyway, that looks like what this person's eyes are seeing. That's your life. But obviously, you do not feel that physical connection to the video, right? You feel like you're just sitting there watching this, and you know, that's, just, that's something else. It's just a video, Right? You're just watching TV or some online video. That's how it feels, depersonalization. It feels like you're, you're in control, but you're really not in control, and you're just kind of an observer, not actually in control of anything. And it's the weirdest feeling, and it's a terrible one at that. And uh, there's no way to make it go away. Once you, uh, once you kind of get that feeling, the only thing that'll make it go away is time. And it'll go away whenever it does, uh yes, you know that's something that I deal with. I don't really talk about it much because I don't wanna there's a good example you don't you don't let any sort of anything that ails you ails you control you. don't let that define your life you know so I don't really talk about it very much uh but yes i've I've dealt with that in the past. Uh, Sometimes it's for shorter periods of time. Sometimes it's for longer bouts. Uh, The longest time that I've ever had it was for about two or three weeks. uh, You know, every day, just constantly. And I've had that happen to me about a few times. The weirdest thing, when you do deal with depersonalization, derealization, they're pretty much the same thing. How it alters your perception of time, anyway. It's what it did for me. Time just... You, you just don't really have much of a connection to the world anymore. And time just flies by. It's its crazy. Uh, you know, those are probably some of the fastest weeks of my life because I, I, I didn't have that kind of grounded connection with things. But depersonalization is just a really weird thing. But, uh, Ryan, if if you're going through it, and if you're kind of dealing with that... One thing I recommend, and it sounds very easy, but it is something to consider, is put on a pair of sunglasses. I know that sounds kind of funny and weird, and you might have already heard that one. One thing, it doesn't make it go away, but sometimes it helps, is if you put on a pair of sunglasses, sometimes such a tiny little change like that will actually uh, do a lot of good to, to kind of help you get through it better. it sounds weird, but again, if you're going through it, you kind of, you get it. But thank you, Ryan, for your topic. Uh, Next, we hear from Brian over in Singer Island, Florida. He says, did you purchase a Powerball ticket uh, with a chance to win the big jackpot? And if you win, do you accept it in a lump sum or annuity payments? You don't appear to be a degenerate gambler, but I am curious if you play the lotto from time to time. Thank you, Brian, for your question. I didn't buy a lottery ticket this time around, uh, but for the heck of it, I will buy the occasional lottery ticket, you know, here and there. More often than not, I actually buy the uh, scratch-off tickets. Uh, I just think that's kind of... That's more fun than... uh, you know, waiting for the numbers because you kind of get that instant gratification, but I think it's fun to kind of buy a few scratch-offs and then get a quarter or a nickel or whatever and just, you know, peel it off and see if you won a buck or if you won five dollars or nothing or if by some miracle you won anything more than that. So I find the scratch-offs fun, uh, but I have played the Powerball. I, I don't really do the Mega Millions. I'm not a big fan of that one, but I uh, I play the Powerball from time to time. I've never really won anything significant. Um, but if I ever did win the big jackpot, I would take it in a lump sum. That's what I would do. No one. I always feel bad, but no one ever really goes for the annuity payments. Uh, but I would go the lump sum, you know, pay the taxes on it, get it done with, and uh, then deal with the repercussions because... Unfortunately, one of the worst rules when it comes down to winning those big jackpots is the fact that you have to go claim it and you have to do it publicly so you don't have any anonymity so the whole entire world knows who you are, what your name is, what you look like, and that you won the the lottery. And I mean, that's, that's just a really idiotic rule, if you ask me. That's a good way to get yourself targeted by every scumbag out there that's, you know, looking for, uh, for some quick cash and try to scam you, get one over on you. I've never been a fan of that rule where you have to claim it publicly They should allow you to do so anonymously. But, yeah, on occasion I'll play the lottery, uh, but never to, uh, any, any extreme, you know? One, uh, I remember there was one guy that I knew, and he was saying he would go and i guess he worked a uh, you know like a, a minimum wage blue collar job and i remember he was telling me that every single day you know when he would get his paycheck he would literally go and put almost everything into lottery tickets uh because his logic was if let's say he was just making i don't know you know not too much maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there, and he put all of that into the lottery tickets. He would only need to win one time to have all of his expenses and everything paid for and be set for life. And while that, you know, is true, and uh, yeah, if if you do put all your money into the the big jackpot and you do happen to win per chance, then yes, you will be covered for life. I just didn't think that was a a very smart move, just because the odds of winning are so astronomically low. I mean, we all know that. It's kind of like the odds of getting struck by lightning, you know? It's just, it's so low. I think you even have a greater chance of getting hit by lightning than you do winning the lottery. So it's such... It's not really going to pay off. That's why whenever I play the lottery, it's only done for fun. You know, it's one of those things that's just done out of enjoyment, but not to actually put significant sums of money into it in any sort of hope that I would actually end up winning. So that's what I do with the lottery. You know, you just kind of, you take it with a grain of salt, but not as a serious endeavor uh, to try to actually, you know, double or triple or quadruple your money, uh, because a lot of the time that won't happen, but... I think the lottery, there's nothing wrong with playing it, but it's one of those things that I think should just be, it should just be played for fun, you know, and, and that's where that stands, you know, all all in moderation and good fun, but there's nothing wrong with going and buying a few scratch-offs here and there, or a Powerball or a Mega Millions ticket on occasion, you know, you go down to the, the uh, corner shop or whatever, and, Get it? There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's fine. Can actually, it could be fun to kind of get caught up in the hype here and there, and you know, no problem with that. Uh, our next topic. Uh, this is more of a quick one. Comes from Cody, uh, who says, "In the unfortunate circumstance of you losing your ability to broadcast because of funds uh, spikes in price, etc., and this is in regards to shortwave, are you planning to continue the podcast?" I have a feeling I would. Uh, Yes, if for some reason this show went off the air on shortwave, I would continue doing this. Uh, Would I be depressed about it? Absolutely, I'm not going to lie to you. Because when I started doing this show, it was done almost with the express purpose that it be broadcast on shortwave exclusively. And then it kind of transformed to being syndicated online and on SoundCloud, and now it's more of an online show. But shortwave radio was this program's roots. Uh, it was this show's, you know, purpose. That, that's why I did this for the shortwave audience. So to have that stop, of course it would be sad. It would be a sad day, if or, or when that happens. Uh, but I do realize that there is an extremely large audience out here that listens in online and that tunes into this show as an online-only podcast. And while I might have my preferences in whatever broadcast medium I want to use, you know, even though I may be a, a loyalist to shortwave and analog and all that stuff, I cannot forget where most of this show's listeners are, and that's online. And I understand that and I respect that. So uh absolutely I would continue doing this show no matter what happens in the realm of of shortwave. Uh so yes Cody this program would continue no matter what even if I could no longer do this via the uh, you know preferred analog medium. Next we hear from Ronald. He says my wife and I are considering moving from Michigan down to Florida in a few years when we retire. What are your thoughts on living in Florida? Well, here are some basic pointers in regards to living in Florida. Uh, number one, of course, I think is people say, you have to be ready for warmer weather and, you know, heat and all of that. Like, uh, like people say, like most people really end up saying, the summers in Florida can end up getting very, very hot temperature-wise. So you have to prepare yourself for that. Now, the heat doesn't really bother me, and uh you know I can just sit out here and I'm usually fine uh but you know some people are definitely more sensitive to warm temperatures than others are. I would recommend first obviously just go down here during the hottest part of the year, you know early July, and make sure that this is something that you're comfortable with that you're you know that that suits you uh secondly though. I mean, it's a nice state to live. There's, I mean, I enjoy the climate. I enjoy the weather. I do enjoy the diversity. You know, I kind of like how Florida is... It really is a mix of all different parts of the United States. Where, you know, you have different influences from the Caribbean, uh, but you also have so many people from the Northeast that are here. You have people, you know, international tourists, people visiting from other parts of the country. You have some uh, cultural aspects of the southern United States mixed in with things that I'm more familiar with in New York, etc. Uh, so I enjoy how everything just kind of blends together, and, uh, you know, that's enjoyable. I, I like that. Uh, it's very pretty. I enjoy the wildlife, and the weather doesn't bother me at all. Of course, you'll get no snow, but you do have to worry about the thunderstorms and all of the hurricanes that do impact the, uh, or that have the possibility, I should say, of impacting the state during the uh, hurricane season, so you just need to be ready and prepared for that. Otherwise, you just need to be ready uh, for the prices of things, especially if you want to buy a house. Uh, the housing market is a pretty crazy thing right now. I'm sure you're aware of that. Uh, so you just need to make sure that, financially speaking, you you know you find a good realtor and you know, you're just, you're going to get a lot of very ridiculous uh, listings and all of that. So just when it comes down to actually trying to find a place to live, uh, just, you know, be be ready for a lot of uh, things that are priced higher than they really should be. Uh, because the housing market is just pretty crazy right now. Uh, like I said, that might be subject to change depending on the economy. That's something that's kind of a wait-and-see kind of deal. Uh, like you kind of mentioned, a few years down the road, who's to say, but that is something to make note of. Uh, but otherwise, research it. You know, maybe if you have any friends or family that live down here, uh, you know, ask them, too. Say, hey, you know, how are you guys uh, enjoying it in Florida, you know? And there's also many good online forums and all of that stuff, sites that you can use, and you can find a lot of other answers to whatever questions you may possess. So thank you, Ronald, for uh, writing in. And if you guys do end up coming down to uh, Florida from Michigan, I uh, hope you enjoy it here. And next we go over to Nate in Massachusetts. He says uh, today I write in a topic suggestion for the show. I am a student and lab assistant in molecular biology, and would very like mi- and would very much like to know if you yourself have any interest in the sciences. And uh, he just wants to know my thoughts on that. Thank you for writing in, Nate. I always appreciate your suggestion. When it comes down to, uh, to the sciences in specific, I do enjoy them. Of course, that's a very, very broad range of things. Uh, but it all depends. I, I do think that the sciences are, are fascinating. Uh, I will say it outright. I am not, I am not very skilled when it comes down to the the sciences and all of that. I'm not the brightest in that. But I do enjoy reading about all of that and learning about it. Uh, a lot of my favorites are astronomy. That's always absolutely fascinating for me. Uh, biology, environmental science, all of that is, is fascinating too. Um, of course, in, in the world of physics, uh that I haven't really formally sought out education for. Uh, of course, a lot of the world of radio does have to deal with physics in, in certain aspects. Uh, so, of course, that is of interest to me. You know, really, there is a lot of science behind the, mean, uh, the medium of radio broadcast transmission and reception. And, uh, of course, that can't be forgotten. So that always is of interest as well. There are certain fields, and I think this really applies to everyone of science that, you know, pique your interest. And there are other things that you're just not good at at all. Like one thing that I was never the best at was uh, chemistry. Uh, just trying to, hey, I remember balancing the chemical equations and all that. I was terrible with that. I was not, I was not good at all. Do I think that learning about those reactions and all of that, the, uh, you know, the electrons and the all of that when it comes down to, you know, going down to that atomic and molecular level and all the elements and all of that. I think that is fascinating. Uh, but that just never really clicked with me, and I was never good at that. Uh, but I think when it comes down to any very broad field, such as science, there's going to be certain subsets that will be of interest to certain people, and, you know, other things that just won't click or you won't be good at, or you just in general you won't be interested in. Uh, And that goes for anything, you know, even with radio, right? There's some people out there that will find shortwave radio to be the most interesting thing there is, and then you'll have other people that'll find it the most boring thing in the world, and then there's people that'll kind of find it, you know, a little bit of a mix in between. So it all depends, Uh, but I think it just depends on how you look at it, what your view is, and I mean, there'll be some things out there that you really want to get into, but that interest just won't be there, and it just won't work out, and that's completely fine, nonetheless. Thank you for your topic suggestion. You're listening to VORW Radio International, the voice of the Report of the Week. And now we are approaching the end of today's broadcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. I hope the uh, topics that we covered today were of interest. You never know what will be in store for next week's program. And, of course, it's always interesting to hear from you what your thoughts are on this new microphone setup? That will be interesting to see. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, I know that there are some issues that are very apparent in uh, the recording process itself. And uh, that is how certain uh, types of pronunciation are reflected and, you know, how it, uh, how it transfers to this microphone. Uh, but we'll see. Doing an entire show with this new microphone... What are your thoughts? It's always interesting to know. And of course, any questions, comments, feedback, reception reports, and uh, listener-suggested topics, things you want to hear me talk about next week, send them in, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And, uh, well, on one last note, for the most part, it's one thing that I haven't really touched upon very much, but I think it is something that should be mentioned anyway. If you do want to get into shortwave radio, I know I've been on a rail, what seems to be kind of like all over the place in regards to it. There still is stuff to listen to. And I, you know, don't don't forget about that. Even in North America, for instance, there are still many stations you can pick up clearly over here. You can listen to radio, China Radio International, Radio Havana Cuba, Radio Romania, The Voice of Greece, The Voice of Turkey, All India Radio, The Voice of Nigeria, you can hear Radio Argentina, Radio Prague, Radio Slovakia, Radio Tirana, Radio Ukraine International, Voice of Korea, Radio New Zealand International, etc., etc. There is still stuff to hear on air, and don't forget about that. Shortwave radio, it's not just, you know, stacks of old radio equipment that you have to put hundreds of dollars into it. You can get a portable radio that can fit in your pocket, and it still provides a valuable window to the world. One reason why I've actually, despite its state, I've been listening to shortwave radio more and more lately is because of that international perspective that it provides, Uh, because a lot of the times the media can be very, very centric, on just what's going on in your one part of the world, owning a shortwave radio and listening to some of these international broadcasters is really a valuable opportunity to know what's going on in other parts of the world and get to learn, understand, and even experience uh, some various cultures around the planet uh, that you just would never even know of otherwise. You can get a shortwave radio at a very inexpensive price. I'm talking 20 bucks for a nicer one fifty bucks you know 70 bucks that's all that it is you don't need to blow five hundred dollars on this giant radio set. you'll have a portable radio with an antenna it usually comes with rechargeable batteries that's the size of your phone pretty much and that's it I mean it's it's that small it's that portable it's not like you're lugging around some giant thing and it's a lot it's a lot more simple to it. You can listen to this program over shortwave and many other good independent programs, in in addition to the international broadcasters you can hear. But if you want to get into shortwave, this is the time to do it. You know, the time to act is right now. It's really now or never. Enjoy it while there is still stuff out there to enjoy. Personally, I recommend that you, if you want to get into shortwave, buy the Texun, that's T-E-C-S-U-N, the Texun. PL-660. That's a little on the pricier side, but it's an excellent radio. Uh, If you'd want something cheaper, then try to look at the uh, Texun PL-380, or the Texun PL-310 ET. Uh, You can also get the CC Skywave radio, that's another good one, or the Tivdio V-115 receiver, that might also be sold under the brand name Reticus. Uh So if you kind of see that, that's the same thing. It's not a scam or anything. But look into it and get one. Another good thing about shortwave radio is that it is very, very valuable in emergency situations if power utilities are knocked out. If you've ever gone through a hurricane or a severe uh, natural phenomenon or if you've been the unfortunate victim of war or social unrest, And communication starts going down, you know that radio is that one medium that everyone turns to in the end. When TV goes out, internet, Wi Fi, cell reception goes out, the one thing that you're left with is radio. And all of these portable radios come with shortwave, they also come with AM, FM radio as well. So not only can you hear signals from around the world, but you can also hear your local stations. Uh, especially usually with a lot more quality and clarity than you'll ever get on a car radio or, you know, what you have on some old boom box or whatever. So owning one of these portable radios is always valuable, uh, not only in the perspective of just for fun, but also in an emergency situation. Now, one good resource to find these radios and many others while also helping this show is by checking out my Amazon affiliate page, amazon.com slash stores slash the report of the week that's amazon.com slash stores slash the report of the week that's a very valuable resource right there and it helps out this show at the exact same time check it out don't give up on shortwave radio it's still there if you want to get into it check it out the time to do that is now if you're still left with some questions some uncertainties ask away I'll try my best to help you out. Send me an email if you have any questions, and I'll do my best to help you out. Thank you for tuning in, and do take care. To finish off this broadcast, we will just have a word from our advertisers. And I'm going to keep this one in the old microphone just so you can kind of see that last-minute comparison, and uh, you'll just really be able to see the back and forth, what you kind of like the best. So thank you for tuning in. always appreciate your thoughts. And uh, with that being said, hope you have a great a great week, and uh, we'll see you again in April. With what microphone and recording set up, I guess time will tell. Thank you for tuning in, and do take care. This is VORW. This broadcast is brought to you by Database Pros for HR databases, HOA databases, and more great database software. Check them out, db-pros.com. That's db-pros.com. This broadcast also is sponsored by Brandon M. Loman of Loman Law PLLC. They provide professional, competent, dedicated, and courteous service. Loman Law PLLC has represented clients in matters of personal injury, tribal law, oil and gas law, and criminal defense. They are licensed in the state of North Dakota, the state of Minnesota, Fort Berthold District Court, Standing Rock Tribal Court, Federal District Court of North Dakota and the Federal Court of Claims in Washington, D.C. Loman Law P. LLC is based in Grand Forks, North Dakota. If you need help with your legal claim, contact Loman Law P. LLC to set up a free consultation. Their contact information is as follows. You may find them at com. That's L-O-M-M-E-N L A W F I R M dot com Lomanlaw dot com Facebook dot com slash Lomanlaw. You may reach them via telephone at area code seven zero one two one three five nine eight six or via email at Lomanlaw at gmail dot com.